One, two, check one, two. <laughs> oh, yeah. So quick. Come on, come on, come on. I, I use this lens on my F3, so I don't know why it's. My pinky is like numb all the way up here. I'm sorry. On the cold. I'm going to be sniffling. That's all there is to Smart it. Sorry. Make sure microphones are up. Oh, all right, it's so stiff on mine, too. Oh, here we go. It's just gum. It's so, John, gummy. which uh, letters are we reading? Which letters we're not reading? Uh, these are the ones I've gone through. Okay, so give me these, ones you haven't gone through. These ones I have not gone through. Great. This one is a shout out. Great. And what about this? Shout that out. And this one, yeah. Shout it, shout it, shout it out loud. You've got to have a party. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Michael Rosso. Are you and you're. T- yeah, I have no time for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is banging cameras on Something the. Something funny with mine. Funny, huh? It, like it used to be that like a clown? the the word was no violence. Like you don't apply any type of violence to a camera until no. b- before that, Mark. I your picture with it. And of course, the great Beta Rich Botka, Czechoslovakian cinematographer, also said no violence. He would boom it out of his loud mouth. But then you came along, Mark Dalzell. <laughs> started violent. You find a camera, you find a vintage camera that's been sitting in its bag for 30, 40 years and doesn't work, and you take it and you literally, I'm not talking about soft surfaces here, not like a rug. Well, it's not going to work on a soft surface. You need, you need some concrete. You bang it on the concrete. Now, don't you think maybe you should, and don't you think you should take the lens off first? Well, I, I sometimes do. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay. This is uh, this is a camera that is right on the verge of going in the garbage, and okay. the last resort is to give it a little to bang, bang on the floor, around, smack it around. That, a little that bit. old grease gets gummed up and dried out and sticky, so just giving it a little bang that just that just breaks the the grease barrier. Kind of like a love tap, right? Mm, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My name is Michael Rosso. This is Film Photography Podcast 183. Wow. Uh, April 15th, 2018. I'm here in the studio with John Fideli. Hi. Where's and the roll of tissues? I, I moved it over there because I didn't want it to be in any shots, you know, pi- uh, pictures. What pictures? Behind the scenes, BTS. Oh. <laughs> BTS. C18. And, <laughs> and Mark Dalzell. Hello. I'm, I, I must announce that, uh, as announced... <laughs> I must announce, as announced, the gang, the gang was supposed to be here. Matt, Leslie, Mark O'Brien. But they, when they're on their way, they decided to take a covered wagon. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a long time, huh? Yeah. So they're, they're not here for the 15th, but they will be here for the May 1st podcast. So just, you know... <laughs> Chill out. For folks who could, you know, sit through another episode of the Jersey Boys. Of the Three Stooges. <laughs> Listen to me sniffle the whole time because it's so cold in here. Yeah, I had to cut out a lot of John's sniff. It literally would be... <laughs> my nose is running and my one my pinky is numb. 
I'm going to try not to be so uh, hyper-realistic today. No, you're, gonna, you're not going to drink that, are you? No, this is, today I, I don't have Mr. Brown. I have Calafia Farms. Where are they? From sunny Calafia. Calafia Farms. A dangerously delicious mix of cold brew coffee, double dark chocolate, and creamy smooth almond milk. You have to be good, but you don't have to behave. Drink remarkably. That's good. You, I like that. They're in Los Angeles. It's vegan, gluten-free, BPA-free. Oh, boy. Carrageenan-free. Yeah. It's rain, the Rainforest Alliance certified and 100% certified coffee. Is it caffeine-free? Con- contains 100 milligrams of caffeine per serving. How do they fit all that smugness on that little label? <laughs> <laughs> how, how many servings are in there? One? One. This is, this is a uh, 10.5 fluid ounce container, or for our folks overseas, 310 milliliters. How many? Uh, 3.1 deciliters. How many milligrams of caffeine? 100? 100 milligrams. Is that a lot or a little? I, I don't know. know. Well, we're going to find out. I know. You know, the podcast has been on too long, so now it's like the stories we tell are being repeated. Mm. Folks listening over in the England and all over there. Mm. <laughs> in, the year was 1970. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh my God. <laughs> the year was 1976. They announced in my whatever it was, fifth grade class, we're switching to the metric system. Yeah. It was a big deal. Mm. Like, you know, you were worried. I was, was it, worried, I remember. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't worry, it was anxiety. Yes, it was It was child anxiety. Anxiety producing. I don't know what happened. Like, all of a sudden, nothing. <laughs> just, they just died. Just went away. No centimeters, no millimeters. I guess someone in the White House was They're trying like, to take our <laughs> inches. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We took them back. They just <laughs> forgot about it. And it wasn't even explained, like, what happened. It just, everyone just quietly shut up. Hmm. They just stopped trying because people complained so much. So, uh, by the way, you know, this is the second half of our eighth year on the air. And I, feedback is very important. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> you write to us. Really, I mean, I, I'm always concerned I want. I want the format. I, I want you. I want everyone listening to be entertained mm. and informed, mm. and that's why I have the you know so many people involved, right? To keep it balanced. Yeah. But we're unhinged. <laughs> They're not here yet. No. I will tell this one quick story. Okay. <laughs> so there I am with a hungry Dutchman. <laughs> last episode, we told a story, and I cut it out because John's microphone was off. Oh. Oh. John, in between talking, he would say, mm. Oh, you missed the point of that. Yes. So no one knows what that's about. Oh. Back in the day, John and I... I'll make this very fast. John and I used to work video production, like corporate video production. Corporate. be multiple camera shoots. Does that sound familiar, Mark? Yeah. Hmm. So there'd Strange be three thing. cameras and a stage presentation, be it a corporate event... Or a ballet show or whatever. A ballet show, a CEO. So there'd be three cameras wired together to a control room or table, and there'd be a a director and a technical director. Mm -hmm. John and I would get up, not together, we didn't live together. We'd get up, it's like four in the... (laughs) Not back then. (laughs) We'd we'd get together like, we'd get up four in the morning because we had to be there at 5 a.m. Yeah. 
Ridiculous. To do the whole setup. We had to set up the cameras, set up the lighting grid, right. the whole all thing. All the wires, all the cables for audio and video. For the event to start at, I don't know, like at 9 o'clock, people would come in, they'd be the breakfast bar. Yeah, it would start at 9. Yeah, start at 9. And it would be a whole big day. So it's a very technical thing, and if you're a camera person, it's just a technical job. So there's not that much you know, humor or oddness going on. It's very cut and dried. Mm-hmm. So every now and then, I don't know, you'd have a director, and you'd be on your headsets, you'd be doing camera. So now it's real quiet, speaker speaking. Yeah. You, you can't talk. The only person who's supposed to talk is the director playing right. the shots or telling you to get a wide shot or a close-up yes. or pan the crowd or whatever. So it's very serious. Yeah, so this particular event started, and the director would be like, okay, uh, camera one, get a, get a close-up. Mm. Okay, camera two, camera two, pull out. Okay, cut to camera two. Mm. <laughs> and then there would be long passages where nobody would say anything for like a couple of minutes. Right. And out of the silence would come, mm. like, out of nowhere. So then you, if you have a visual, it's John and I behind yeah. cameras, and you would see my head, like, poke out from behind the camera <laughs> to find John's eyes. Be like, what the? What's going on? Because you don't catch it at first, because you're, like, you're too busy, like, holding your shot and worried about whether you're doing your job correctly or not. And then after a while, you get into a flow, and you start to sit, and then your brain starts to wander, and right. then you pick up on these things, and you're like, where's that noise coming from? <laughs> <laughs> so, if you hear... From the director. A long pause at the Film Photography Podcast, and all of a sudden you hear... <clears throat> now you know why. All this is, is caused by UFOs. It's from that director. It's a new meme. It's the new what show? There was a CEO c- coming off of a this different story. Mm. The CEO, it was the same event, though. It was a multi-camera event, but mm. they would have one cameraman. It was that guy, Steve Glassman. Oh, yeah. He was had a camera on his shoulder, and his job was to run down the hall and shoot the CEO as he's entering the building. It right. was like the CEO of like an airline. It was at an it was airport. Continental, wasn't yes. it? Yeah, it was at Newark. And he was just so kind of like frazzled up. Like he was somehow he's discombobulated. He ran into the CEO <laughs> with his camera. Like, like knocked the guy oh, to the... Extreme to the, zoom. He knocked him to the floor? I believe so. Oh, my God. That's almost as good as my very first wedding. Yes. You know, there's a portion... How many times have you been married? There's a portion portion of the program where the bride would give flowers to the Virgin Mary, so she would have to walk off the altar, and then there was a statue of the Virgin Mary, and she'd give flowers to the Virgin Mary. So here I am, like, I would have to take the camera off the tripod, put it on my shoulder, and here I am following her, and as as she's walking to the Virgin Mary, I see her head very sharply shoot back. Like that. I had stepped on the train oh. down, and she was walking, and it just went, and jerked her head back. I was like, oh, my God. Good old days. Good old days of video. First letter of the day. Yeah, we're going to talk Thank about Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. I, I greatly appreciate it. It's all about film. So many exciting things going on this year. And um, What year? 2018. Oh. We have a letter from Andrew Barnum. Wait, 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 oh. wait, 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 wait. What? Are what? you recording? Are the mics on? <sighs> Stupid. Just as you said that. Hi, everyone. How'd you know? 
It just occurred to me. Well, we here's what happens. I'll be very brief. Well, I was recording. The computer was recording the backup, but the Zoom wasn't on. <sighs> okay. So, so what happened last time, the whole big screw-up was, i like, oh, no problem. I got it covered. I would close the laptop, and it would crash. Stupid. So let me, cl- let me shut this file off. Save what we got. We got the first 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Let's read a letter, John. All right, great. So the first letter today is from Andrew Barnum, and he says, Hi, I have listened to all your shows since 2016. Have them on USB stick in my car, and everywhere I go to listen to FPP. Nice. He's obsessed. Andrew, you're obsessed. I think your podcast is great, as I am in favor of anything that promotes the use of film, especially love that you're giving cameras to schools. Yes. Yes. Got a couple of big things coming up, right? One of these days, I'm going to send a few cameras and EF lenses so that, I'm no lo- that I am no longer using. Anyway, my reason for writing is because there are two Kodak films that are still in production, to the best of my knowledge, and you have never talked about them. These are the Kodak Color Plus 200 ISO. You know that one? Uh, and Kodak <clears throat> Promolage 100 ISO. I'm reserving my comments. Okay. I use Flickr to get film sample images, and the pictures from Promolage look very sharp, and the colors pop, almost like slide film. But it's C41 and only about 6 bucks per roll. That, that sounds good. Color Plus is only 3 bucks a roll. What? However, at the moment, it can only be bought from overseas, even though it's made in the U.S. Can you please talk to your Kodak rep and try and stock the stuff in the FPP store? I have some both... I have some of both already, but I've not gotten a chance to shoot any yet. But they both have excellent reviews. What? <laughs> uh, these are films made by Kodak mm. for overseas markets. Oh, really? Yes. Specifically? Yes. There's no U.S. equivalent to these films. Well, that is... that is Ektar? That is to be discussed. Like, that, that, is to be, that is yet to be determined. So, Color Plus 200, I said to Andrew? Yes. I said, oh, that's... It's Kodak Gold 200. He's like, no, it's not. It looks a little different or yada, yada. So <laughs> it's conceivable that the emulsions are different, but I thought it would probably be the same. And then there's Color Plus 100. Mm-hmm. Is that what he calls it? Yeah. Uh, no, it's called Promlage. Oh, pro, pro Image. Oh, is that pro, what it is? Pro Image? I thought that was now. Pro Image. Pro Image. Pro Image. Pro Image, yeah. Ditto. It's it's a hundred ISO film for overseas markets. Yeah. They used to be here in the U.S. Pro Photo 100. It was discontinued. Mm. So he's buying it on eBay from uh, a different country, but it comes from the U.S. But I can't go to my Kodak rep and buy it. No, six bucks a ro- six bucks a roll and three bucks a roll. I don't know. I, you got if you go if you go in the FVP online store, you will see yeah. the film is well well below six bucks a roll for Kodak film. Yeah. All right. So, all right. And one last thing: the Pro eight millimeter film stock has recently gone up in price. Now at fifty one dollars and twenty one cents. What kind of stock is that? Uh, he says, I know Agfa was making the film, but I just oh. found out Fuji makes most of the film for Agfa, and they are cutting back on production. That's a story. Is this Super eight film close to being discontinued? Hold that thought. He's still stuck on the last letter. We talk about prices of film very often. Kodak Ektar. That's the good stuff. Mm. It's six sixty nine a roll, an FPP. 
That's that's reasonably priced. It seems cheaper than I remember. It's beautiful too. Uh, let's see. I want to see what Kodak Gold two hundred is. Oh, what show is free. this? One eighty three. Yeah, Kodak Gold two hundred is four dollars and nineteen cents a roll. That's pretty cheap. That's reasonable. Yeah, and that's the fresh stuff. That's fresh. The, that's the new stuff. Uh, Kodak Ultra Max four hundred is four thirty nine a roll. So someone's making a guess on a quiz show, or someone's at your door. The, the the greatest bargains are you can get a three pack of Lomography Color One Hundred for ten ninety nine for three rolls. That's good. That is excellent. How much is the Shvima One Twenty Five? My go tos. That's that's like my stock, my stock price that I check. Shvima One Twenty Five is six ninety nine. Oh, that's going up. That used to be the cheap one. Right now, there's a bit of a Super Eight crunch going on here, not just in the U S. but all over the world. The Super 8 Agfa, which is the positive, the 250 daylight or 200 daylight, it's practically non-existent, and the price went up. When the FPP first started carrying the Super 8 positive color film, it was $25 a roll. That's including developing? No, No, that's not including developing. $25 a roll, then it went up to $30 a roll, and then we ran out of stock, and now it's close to $50 a roll. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's double. That's what that man is saying. Yes. And it's from Ian. Sorry. No, no, that's not Ian. Andrew. Andrew. And the word on the street is Kodak has yet to yet to uh, announce what the price is going to be for their new Ektachrome Super Eight. The rumble on the web hmm. on the web is that Kodak is going to bundle it with processing. Hmm. In true, no, 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 you know, no knock to Kodak. Everyone knows I love the. Kodak brand. Mm. My brain's just not working anymore. It's not right now. You need to shoot that. Shoot that coffee down. I do. Um, Shotgun. Kodak is known throughout history for setting things up so they could monopolize the whole shebang. For example, hey, we're going to produce these cameras and we're not going to uh, make, the ca- we're not going to allow the cameras to accept 120 film because then people could buy Agfa. Yeah. We, we're going to invent our own spool so that it could. People could only buy Kodak film. So the word on the street is that Kodak is going to – I don't know if this is true – that Kodak Super 8 is going to come prepackaged with the processing envelope so that you have to send it to a Kodak lab, even though there are lots of indie labs that, that will process the film. Hmm. So they'll bundle the film and the processing in one package, so you're forced. You can't just buy the roll of film. That is yet to be announced, but that's what various forums are saying that – what Kodak is going to set it up for. Well, that's annoying, but... Well, currently, there is... on the else we- is going to fight them for it. Currently on the West Coast here in the U.S. is uh, Pro 8mm. Uh-oh. Coming through. We got a body. Ooh-ooh. Hey, Justin, what's that, a big package? Uh, no. Oh. Just his lunch. Uh, okay. See? Oh, uh, on a pallet again? A pallet of HC-110. Wow. Oh, it's HC-110 and some fixer? Uh, no. Stop. Stop bath. Stop bath. Okay, thank you. Stop in the name of bath. So Pro 8 <laughs> millimeter on the West Coast, John and I use Pro 8. You buy the cartridge, it comes... Yeah, it's all the processing and everything's included. They I give you the mailer, they give you a digital file, and... I think the the full retail price is eighty dollars for that. Wow. I I stock it less. Jeez. 
Uh, is that really what it costs? Yeah, but that is... I, th- I didn't that think it was that expensive. But that is film processing and scan to a file. So you take yeah. that all into consideration. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like 60 bucks. I didn't think it was 80 Folks that listen at home that are kind of interested in getting involved with 16-millimeter filmmaking or Super 8 filmmaking, that's the first question that I asked. Can you go over costs? Like, I don't have it in front of me, mm. and I should have it in front of me. The cost for me to shoot the 16 at your band practice, shoot it, process it at a lab, then I tell Synod it, you know, to make a file here mm. at Deluxe in Northvale, New Jersey. Like, what is the cost? What is the cost? What is the cost? Mm. What is the cost? What is the cost? What is the cost? Mm. What is the cost? What is the cost? What is the cost? It's a lot. Yeah, it was well, well over $100. And that's with Mike Caputo donating the film. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an expensive hobby. Yep, for sure. But if you shoot like our dads did, huh. if you shoot... It was more plentiful back then. It wasn't quite as expensive. No, it wasn't, then, but was it? still, I think it was back then you take the, the, you know, the scale of the dollar back then. Everyone's dad did shoot conservatively. So in that one three-minute roll of mm. film, you got the entire you Christmas. Got like, you got like eight yeah. holidays out yeah, of that. Exactly. Yeah, the whole Christmas is in one. What were those little booths that they used to have that you would drive up to to drop off? Photomat. Was it Photomat? Yeah. They're, oh, they're yeah. still around. You see really? them? Yeah, sometimes it's no like... Way. When you're driving out in the rural areas, you see them still sitting in a parking well, lot. The, well, the photo mat up the street, in, when I say up the street, I'm pointing as if we're still in Butler. The photo yeah. mat up the street. Up the street 10 miles. Mat. If we were in Butler. There was the a photo mat? They turned it into a coffee shack. Oh, there you oh, go. Wow. They turned it into a drive-in coffee. Oh, the one by the Dunkin' Donuts there? No, it was up uh, on Route 23, um, right on the highway. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> And you remember it. Thank you. <laughs> Gazoon height. Sean mm. Nelson, who sent us, he zipped up and sent us those files, sent yeah. us a Photomat commercial. Oh, really? And here it is. Uh. Uh, when can I pick up the pictures? Thursday. This Thursday. Okay, let me make a note of that. You're going to write it down there? I was going to. Oh, yeah. well, then let's say Tuesday. You mean two days earlier? No, five, five days, days later. Five days later, uh-huh. I thought as much. If this customer were at a Photomat store, we'd be introducing him to our brand new picture pickup promise. Photomat's way of telling you exactly when your pictures will be ready. That quick? Sure, and if it doesn't work out, you get a free roll of film. Oh, no, 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 no. You get in trouble oh, for it's that. it's no I problem. Mean, yeah. huh? It's a Photomat policy. The Photomat picture pickup promise. Is there a Photomat store around here? Hey, we're back. We always delay <clears throat> doing camera reviews till the end of the show, and then let's we're too spent. Let's, let's talk cameras. Let's get Mark in here. Hey. Oh, thanks, guys. Wake up, Mark. What? Time to go to work. What kind of camera? The what, camera the, what cameras did you bring Dutchman? for review? And, Mark, I noticed that the Crown Graphic is back. Why is that? Uh, it just happened. As, it, just, it was in the bag. It's, it's pushed to the side, though. You got already... the plunger in it now. No, that's Mike's. This is mine. Oh. oh. And... Mark, when you do shoot and use light meter, what light meter do you use? I have an app. I use an app. Okay. That, Which app? Uh, it's actually uh, – I can let me look it up. It's actually called light meter, I think. Uh, I guess, by the way, I just got an email <clears throat> promoting the new Sekonic light meter. No way. Yeah. Do you have a droid? I do. I am a droid. I bet you we have the same uh, – my app says light meter. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Just says light yeah, that's meter. the same one. It looks like yes. an old, yeah. whatever it's called, Sekonic or what are those called? The Luna. Yeah, Luna Pro. Uh, I like it. It's, yeah. it's been oh, pretty really? reliable for that. me. I, I wish that the, uh, the ISO range went wider because I do a lot of wacky stuff. 
but it only goes from 50 to 3200 which is like half of yeah only half of what i is use is that the pro version or is that free it's free. it's android it's free everything's free on android oh really what are you talking about i don't know android yeah, so pretty much everything's free really yeah like it looks like you know it's got like a little dome nice. but then so you can that that's like the front facing where you can click this around to meter the actual frame that you're shooting it's nice yeah. john if your dad was here he'd say Free? Nothing's free. It isn't free. They have all the information. They're going to give it to the Russians. <laughs> and then here you can zoom. At the bottom here, you can zoom in on a particular thing if you want oh, to make sure you get sweet. one particular thing. It's called light meter. It's just light meter. Yeah. I have the old one. I think I got this back in the day when one of the listeners was doing a light meter app. Yes, they had a little little mini mini Kickstarter Indiegogo for it, I think. Yeah. yeah. I still use this one. It's good. I had one that I really liked. Oh, but they and you have the adapter it. that goes with it. Yes. What would your dad say? He would say, that's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> what cameras do you have available to talk about? I got a variety of wacky cameras. Well, not this one. Also, not this one. That doesn't count. Oh, Mark, we have to get in the car and go see Mr. Sam Sherman. All right. He said to me on the phone, hmm. if you Google search, Sam Sherman, IMDB, he's the king of the drive-ins. Mm-hmm. The great they, team of Sam Sherman producing and Al Adamson directing. They must have made over 100 movies. I don't know if they made 100 movies, but they made independent films during the drive-in movie days. Hmm. It was incredible. So he says to me on the phone. He says. Yes. He said, Michael, let's do a segment about wacky cameras. I really like wacky cameras. You know, cameras that are unusual and weird. I have see, you ever heard of that stuff? Then everything he mentions... Is something you know about. I'm Everything cu- he mentions. I'm currently in my car. I'm currently shooting a camera we'll talk about on the next episode that I'm on, which is a Tynar. It's a 16-millimeter sub-miniature spy camera that looks like a tiny movie camera. It's crazy. <laughs> they only made it for a couple of months in 1950. Holy it's completely weird. Like That's my kind of camera. So, yeah, let's do it. What anyway. cameras do we do we have to talk about? Oh yeah, I got I got a few here. We can mm. uh, I don't even know. They're all sort of like interesting in their own right. What's, Again, what's that? This one over here? No, that. This one over here? That's that, a camera that or is that a lens? This. That's a lens oh, that goes okay. with that camera. That's a cool looking lens case though. I got three unusual cameras. See, okay. like we were just talking about. Here, let's go with let's go with this one. The contacts. The contacts. This is it's a very respected brand, by the way. It was. Oh, it was. No, it is. I mean, it's contacts is good stuff. Um, but what the, what this is is one of the newer Kyocera contacts cameras. Kyocera. So what I have in my hand is a Contax One Six Seven MT, which is a camera they came out with in uh, nineteen eighty six. Really, looks much older than that. Yeah. So this was this was produced by Kyocera Kyocera under the. I used to have a Kyocera cell phone. Um, yeah, really. Under the contacts name, it. Has the uh, the 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 contacts, or I guess they call it the Ashika contacts lens mount. Though, if you ever see a lens that's the Y slash C, it's that weird mystery lens we always get in that doesn't really seem to fit anything. But the the Y C lens, uh, it also accepts MM multi-mode lens huh? for some of the modes. So it's, it'll it'll accept two different lenses. That's cool. They're both basically the same mount, but the MM does some extra things. It is, it's one of these sort of modern, quartz-driven, fully automatic cameras. It's very distracting, you guys. <laughs> like, it's like the paparazzi. So it's, it's, it's one of these ones. It's a very kind of like solid, rubbery camera, but it's got that modern... What is the country of origin? 
uh, Japan. We've changed the timeline of the, of, er- of everything because what you said didn't exist. Exactly. Do you get it? it? You've erased me from history. I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. You asked the question. And then he goes like this. <clears throat> oh, my hand. <laughs> <laughs> John, you have something so, to say? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, what, what is the uh, or, country of origin for that camera? Ah, uh, this comes from Japan. I can confidently tell you. Really? Um, so it's 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 one of these, you know, like I was saying, one of these nice modern, solid feeling quartzy mm. cameras that does a lot of automation inside the camera. So this is this is that sort of modern '80s, late '80s shutter sound. Yeah, which sounds nice. Uh, it's got a continuous mode. <laughs> which sounds good so it's got the motor drive built in it sounds weak though it's not it, feels it sounds good. like it sounds like a brundle fly version of a camera shutter because it's not quite doesn't have the gusto yeah i you know what i mean i think it's got a lot of plastic it sounds in it. simulated it sounds like it's a got, dx7 it's got a lot of plastic but what's also nice about it is that it runs off of four triple a wow. batteries so they've made it they made it nice and efficient if you run out of That's batteries you can walk into yeah. any any fine battery store and get new batteries for it. Battery so, store. I kind of like that. Do Kroger, you have C Kmart. size? We have C size. Do I you have bees. AA? <laughs> bees. No, you'll have to go to the B store for that. Can you make change? I need four AAAs for the C. What did I miss? Not much. Not okay. We were doing a thing. Center-weighted spot and spot-weighted metering. Selectable. Plus, what I, what I underlined is, plus a serious exposure lock. So you know sometimes when you're shooting, you can do a half yeah. press? Lock it and then mm. take the. What this actually does is this actually has a switch on the top. So if I set it, so I, so at the top I've got a switch where I can set it for uh, the center weighted, spot weighted. So what I can do is I can focus on a scene. Well, I don't have to push the button, but I can I can point it at what I want to take the picture of, and then lock it. And now I can walk around for the rest of my life, and that's it's like an infinite exposure. <laughs> the rest lock. of his life, really. So I've just metered it on. So if I meter it on on this light. And then I lock it over here. Now, I can anywhere you take it, it's just it's locked in, which is kind of cool. Pretty interesting. I guess if you're shooting in sort of an outside area where it's maybe a little shady, and you want to make sure you get the shade, you can meter for the shade and then lock it, and then just walk around. Yeah, that's and, like a video camera. Remember, you have all those uh, presets. Yes. Yeah, I think it's the interesting that it's got camera? a permanent exposure lock. It's also got um, how many? One, two, three, four, five, six shooting modes. So you've got aperture priority. Shutter priority, manual mode, and then you've got, uh, well, program mode, mm. and then it's got high program and low program. Okay, what? So low program, if you're, if you're driving through snow or mud, right. you put it in the low program. Right. <laughs> no. uh, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> no, what you, what you get in, uh, so program, we all know what program mode means. High program mode will, is just program mode, but it, 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 it focuses more on higher shutter speeds. Okay. Low program mode gives you lower shutter speeds. Mike has a question. Yes, you're saying you don't like program mode, like when you put it in program and it just selects everything for you? I don't understand. What's the point of program mode? Yeah. You're saying that works well for you if you had a point, little point-and-shoot camera, but if you were going to the trouble of having an SLR, you'd want more control. Hmm. No, just in general. Yeah, if I, have a camera you. That, if, I got, if I have a camera that's got aperture and shutter priority and it's got program mode, Program mode, so I, I aim it at something, and it says, oh, it's going to be one second at F16. And then I go to take another picture, and it says, oh, now we're going to shoot it at F2 at f- 300. Like, I don't understand the completely random rolling the dice of program mode. I just don't get it. Thank you. What model contacts is that? This is the Contax 167MT. And have you shot with it? 
I have. <laughs> yeah, I have. It's nice. I haven't even gotten through all the things that it does. Okay, please continue. Um, so you've got your six shooting modes. The thing with that, though, is, remember I said it takes you to the YC or the MM mount lenses. Yes. You have to have the MM mount lens on it to get your high program, low program, and program, um, and shutter priority modes even. So the lens that I have on here right now, unfortunately, is just a generic Yashica lens. So all I can shoot with it is full manual or aperture priority. So right now, it's a Yamaha, or Yamaha. It's a, <laughs> a uh, Minolta X700, basically, Oof. is what I've got with a motor wind in it. The problem with the MM mount lenses is good luck Googling MM lens because every camera lens ever made has MM in its name. So I was trying to kind of get a rough idea what the <laughs> MM mount lens go for on eBay, and I just I gave up. Because you, if you search for MM lens... 50 MM. You 75 get, MM. No, no, no. I mean, you get... 100,000 hits because it's like, here's a, here's a lens for a Canon, 50 millimeter. Everything's got millimeter in its mm-hmm. name. So looking up an MM mount is very, very difficult. So I'm sure oh. they're out there. They're not, I, I did find a couple. They're not cheap, uh, which is why this one is probably missing its original MM lens. But, so I haven't gotten a chance to shoot with the high-low uh, program modes on it, but this seems interesting. Everything is built into the camera. The, the ISO range, which is really nice, is 6 to 6,400. That's very nice. We were just talking about how my light meter app doesn't go low enough for some of the wacky films mm. or high enough. Um, so this, you can, you can shoot some of those crazy, uh, like the Cosmo, or not the Cosmo, but the... The Shmina MZ3, yeah, 6 ISO. Or the Laboratoire, or any of that weird old Russian film that goes all the way down to ISO 6 or 12. So it's, it's easy to shoot in this. The shutter speeds are 16 seconds up to a 4,000th. So it has a really, really good usable range of shutter speeds. Um, as I said earlier, it's got the built-in uh, continuous shooting, which is three frames per second, which is pretty cool. Uh, my first roll that I shot in it, I didn't realize I had it on continuous, and I kept getting multiples of everything I was taking. Oh. Auto rewind. It's got a hot shoe, hot shoe on the top with the Contax TLA contact. So if you have a Contax flash, it'll work with that. Mm. Uh, the body, the body by itself, not cheap, cheap, but they go on eBay for about a hundred, hundred and twenty dollars. Mm. Uh, you know, you can get it's it. It's more than I would have thought. Yeah, it's it's a solid camera. I mean, here you can play with it, but it's it's a solid feeling camera. Does it have Zeiss glass? Uh, this particular one does not. Okay, but oh. if you get yeah, it's solid, right? When yeah, was yeah. that made? Eighty uh, six. Okay. I can't tell how long they made it. Is it actually solid, or does it have one of those like no metal it's, plates in the bottom? It's solid. It feels good. <laughs> it feels really nice. It feels like a, a grown up's. T50. Like, it feels like plastic hey. on the outside, but it's, it's, it's got metal on the inside. <laughs> I love hey. the T50. I know you do. You got a T60 in front of you. I do, which I've never talked about. No. Your kind of camera philosophy, do you find cameras like, oh, I want to keep this for my collection, then cameras I'm keeping my collection and I shoot with often? Like, how, because you have so many cameras, how do you kind of rotate your love? Every camera I get gets fixed up, cleaned up, and I shoot a roll of film through it, 98% of them then go on the shelf and are never touched again. For years? I mean, pretty much ever. I mean, there's, you know, like I've got a, I don't know what, a Yashica 44, you know, which is my little gray 127 TLR. It's great. I shot with that for a couple months. I loved it. I put it on the shelf. There's no real reason to ever go back to that. So there's certain cameras that I've got, even if I like them, if you get into it's the, addictive, right? Yeah, it feels you, good. If you get into the one, if new, a new film is uh, released on one twenty seven, you may pull it off the shelf. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, a 44 is a, a bad example because that's a really nice 127 camera. So you're not. Gonna, I like it. You're not going to be vesting in the contacts format. You don't plan on getting more contacts. You're testing it, and you're going to move on. I, uh, I don't know. I like it. It feels good. I, I love that motor wind that's in it. I love the ISO and the shutter range. I may go. The, the thing that's holding me back on this is I don't have any really nice lenses for it. So the lens that I have on here right now, it's fine. Right. Is a, a Japanese a Yoshika 50 millimeter 1.7, which is fine. It disappoints me that I don't have the MM, an MM mount lens to try on it. Uh, so we'll see. I'll, I'm sure I'll go back to it. Right. I did put a couple of rolls through it, which is unusual. Like right off the bat, for right. me to put more than one roll through a camera means I like it. Right. But uh, yeah, I've also got the, I've got a Contax 137 or something, I think it's called, which I'll talk about in the future. So I, I still have that one on the shelf to and test out. What is your go-to 35-millimeter SLR? Uh, these days, it's the the Nikon F3. I have an F2 in front of me that I was just finishing up a roll in. But yeah, I've been I've been really big into the Nikon F3s recently. Okay, very good. Introducing the Kodak Instant Camera with a twist. Meet the Crank. Can you feel a brand new day? Imagine instant pictures with color, color, color by Kodak. Just crank, crank, crank. And in minutes, you get bright, colorful, instant pictures with a textured satin luxe finish. See your photo dealer and shake hands with the crank. A Kodak instant camera with a twist. Hey, we're back. Let's read a quick letter. If you can get to them, John, with your... <laughs> I, don't, I can't even describe what's going on here. It's not that bad. It's worse than you think. It's a candy bar. What's it called? It's a crunchy. Folks here and folks at home, it's three degrees warmer in here this week. Really? Because it's 10 degrees warmer outside. Well, it's 57 degrees in here right now. It was 54. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. I thought it was 59 last week. No, no, no. There it is right there. 35 um, 35 is the uh, humidity. It felt like 5.9. We have a letter here from Ian Fleming. Says, wow. Uh, he said, <laughs> yeah, right? Wasn't that the guy who invented James Bond or yeah. created James Bond? Yes. Different Ian Fleming, probably. Great podcast, folks. Enjoying them all. One per week. Wow. Bell gets my vote. Oh. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Only problem is now I spend too much on film in the FPP store. Does that sound like a problem to you, Mike? That's, the, that's not a problem at all. <laughs> we uh, love that. Developed my first C41 this week after years of doing black and white. And it was 828 reload in my Kodak Bantam Color Snap. It made Explore on Flickr. How, how does that Oh, happen? wow. I don't know. It's like some know. magic man that just, some program that just pulls photos out. Must. I, I think, I, I feel like there's, there, there are like, a, uh, this is, my, this is my, my, my thinking. There's like the Illuminati. There's a cabal <laughs> of hundreds of Flickr employees around the world who have the power, if they see a picture they happen to like, that they say, yep, and it goes into Explore. And I feel like there's an FPP listener out there. Yeah. Because I, I, Who is one of them? I feel like I've had a larger than, than fair share of pictures put How into many? Explore. Maybe seven. Really? Only yeah. one. Well, you never I post mean, pictures. I don't post that much. Yeah, I post a lot of pictures. And they're, and they're very rarely pictures that I put up that I think are really good. 
the last one we were just talking about a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, huh. that that the crown graphic portrait of me got picked, which was cool, and that was a nice picture. A lot of the time, I don't get why they picked. What them. The, were your other photos that got picked? Were they large format? No, nope. thirty-five. No, nope. one twenty. The one a couple times ago was like a a blurry, overexposed, light leaked picture of my daughter. Like it's just kind of random. I think it's robots, folks. Yeah, it's be bots. I don't yeah. know. Well, how many have you had? I don't know. Recently, last week, it was a shot of me with the the hand truck with all the P thirty two hundred in boxes stacked up. Yeah, digital shot. Yeah, that doesn't. That doesn't. I don't. I don't get explored. Uh, oh, we're talking about Flickr, folks. Flickr dot com. It's a great place to host your pictures, and the official FPP forum is on Flickr. Please come join us. It's really a great little community. If you think it's a secret cabal of people, text Send one. Us your thoughts. If you think it's a robot, text two. Please. If, Please continue. Uh, well, Ian goes on to say that Sorry. scanning sprocket holes messes up results of the scanning software. So I manually correct them back. And you find that's a problem. Yes. Well, I use the Epson V700. I use the Epson software on professional mode. And you, you, for sprockets, you have to manually select the whole frame, including the sprockets. And when you do that, the exposure on the, the, the robots... Mm-hmm. doesn't know how to expose because it's seeing the empty holes. So then you have to open up your exposure grid and then manually correct mm. while squinting. Cause the, the frame by frame. Oh, yes. And, and let me say, though, by frame. I use Silverfast. <laughs> Silverfast. And what you do in Silverfast is instead of selecting the entire frame, you just select the center portion of the frame. It'll automatically, and then you hit the automatic exposure correction. And then you can click off at the top right. There's an automation. It's automatic. Yes. Turn off the automation and then stretch your frame to whatever you want. And it'll hold. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have Silverfast as well, John? I do have it, but I don't use it. I just use the Epson software that came with the scanner. I use it. You know what? And what's funny is I have 6.85, which I used for years. And then they upgraded and I bought eight and I immediately hated it. Of course. And, and I emailed them and I said, nope, downgrade me back to 685, and they did. So I'm still using 685. Oh, wow. I don't know how they did it, but hmm. scanning, by the way, for the old version. Uh, there are f- uh, very few films that you could scan flat. Uh, Kodak Portra is one of them. It scans, I'm not talking about sprocket holes, I'm just standard scans. It scans very well. In my opinion, there's no such thing as a flat scan, it, it just doesn't exist. There are profiles you could pull up. You mean uncorrected? Yeah, it's not it's, flat, flat. Film is not meant to be scanned without some kind of correction because that's just the way it is. It's like when I when I scan motion pictures, it's like there's a colorist there and he's color correcting every scene that comes up on, mm-hmm. you know. So it's always a constant battle between your photography of how you expose it versus how it's scanned. And this is a whole different animal than let's say if you're shooting, processing your negatives, and then going in the darkroom and printing onto paper like it's a whole be- different beast and there's no such thing in my opinion as a straight scan it's very rare now back in the day when you would get prints yes from cvs and kodak and whatnot photomat <clears throat> how did they do it quickly they didn't they use software they didn't use they, used, they, uh, didn't, they didn't go f- uh shot by shot though they you just know what a lot of times out. back in the day... Well, they the, weren't using software in the 60s, no. so I wonder... Yeah, I wonder That's a did. Leslie question. Yeah. yeah. No not, offense. No, not saying she was processing in the... Hey, Leslie, how did they do it in the 19th century? Well, Leslie worked retail. <laughs> oh, Mark. No, I'm joking. He's joking, of course. Leslie I'm worked in retail yeah. back in the, uh, I would guess, the 80s. So, yeah, what was the process then? Well, so, but I imagine by the 80s, they already had software that... 
they were already. Oh, I guess they weren't scanning yet. Though. Well, you know, I that's a good question for like the dark they were room just or printing or any lab. If anyone from a lab is listening to the show, we'll get to see which labs actually listen. Mm. I mean, when you took your film to Target in the seventies, did they have like enlargers in the back that they? Were well, I was going to say, even now, is it setting what's known as one light, which is you look at the beginning of the roll and you set a light for like, hey, this works. Yeah, and then that is the whole roll. That's exposure for every other shot. That's. That's that's basically what I do with Silverfast. Is I'll I'll have it find all the frames, select the first one, auto expose it, and then just copy it to all the rest of them. And then I'll I'll go through and click each one just to make sure it's okay. But that's generally how I do it. And then I'll use hmm. Photoshop later if there if something comes out that's really good. Uh. Scanning is a um, a big topic, hmm. and I would love to do. Maybe I can come over to your house because yeah. you have the same software, and we yes. do a video sure. about how, yeah, you know how how how. Like unfolding. How do you do a scan? Yeah. Come over well, to my house. You can, part two, come over to the studio. Oh, and I can show you Silverfast. Yeah, bring him too. Oh, you have the Epson as well. Yeah, I have 700. Oh, we could do it all at Mark's house. Oh, well, no, but I don't come have, to my I house. I don't have Epson. Come to my house. It came with the software. I mean, I don't have it installed. I don't oh. use it. I've never used it. I've used it. I've used it. Just, I don't have it installed. Well, then come to my house. <laughs> I'm not installing it. Come to my no. house. Well, well, go to John's. Go to my house. At the studio, when yeah. you had the scanner, it, what, you had a, a silver laptop. It was a Dell. Yes. <clears throat> and I scanned using your scanner one day while you guys were playing music. Yeah. And I opened up the Epson software. Right. And you that erased was, it? That was a long no, time ago. No, I don't use that laptop anymore. Come to my That's, house. That was years ago. Just shut up and come to my house. Can you turn John's mic off? <laughs> Anything else from Ian? No, that's it. Thank you, Ian. Very quickly... Uh, last show that we were doing together, which was two weeks ago, I took a photo of you. Um, whenever we're shooting, whenever we're, we're recording a show that's very close to airtime. Is this the aura? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Whenever we're, we're doing a show that's close to airtime, I will shoot on my digital Canon because I need the pictures right away. I took a picture of Mark, and he had both. It's almost the same scene. He had both cameras, and he was talking, and he had his hand over one. And it looked uh... like... Just like it, this. Yes. It looked like he was a healer. <laughs> he was healing the camera? That's how you fix all those cameras. Yep. So I posted the picture. The power of nap that compels you. Let me see. So I posted the picture, and I said... I'll do my Professor Galuli. <gasps> the photographic psychic. This is how Professor Galuli used to breathe. <laughs> says, okay, Mark D., the, fo- the film photographic psychic feels for the aura around the Graflex crown graphic from the April 1st, 2018 FPP. Let me see. And there are eight comments. Oh, no, people on Facebook aren't listeners. He's not? Oh, I'm not saying anything bad. Oh, I thought you were mentioning that one. Well, I have to tell you, whenever I get into like a kind of a back and forth, it's always a little, what's good word, contentious. contentious. It's always on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm convinced that, no, no. I'm convinced this person doesn't listen. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. <laughs> well, let's see. Talk, talk yeah. smack about him and see if he writes well, in. Well, Chad Herbert, he says, what kind of camera shows the future like this? Surely a most unusual camera. He listens. Yeah. Then Bradley Bull did a happy, happy, joy, joy. Yeah. It's a good chance Gif. he listens. Then Nuki Da Silva. Nuki. Nuki. Real name for sure. Nuki, do you listen? If you listen, that's great. He says... But he seems serious about it. He says, well, I assumed he was joking. He says, no inanimate object gives off an aura. <laughs> and then I said, the camera contains the soul of Ouija. Yeah. And then he says, 
still say BS. It is an inanimate object, not living, so impossible to. That sounds like a kook. That's when you just stop and exactly. walk away. So my thinking is that he doesn't listen to the FPP and that he's... You know how people are very rigid sometimes? They're like, yeah. you can't... Well, first of all, if he believes in aura, which is possible. Yeah. I'm not saying I possible do or he don't. Believes. Careful those crumbs. I got them in my mouth. He's so, I guess, offended by the fact that I'm saying that Mark is feeling for the aura, for the aura on an inanimate object that he mm. has to voice his opinion. He's saying you shouldn't give godlike presences to inanimate object or godlike gifts. That's quite possible. Yeah, he's a kook. Nunzio, what's his name? His name is Nookie Da Silva. Nookie. <laughs> Al says, okay, boys, let's get some pictures. And then Mark says, a couple crown graphics, a Coke, and a caramel in my corduroy coat. What more could I need? Hey, let me see the picture. Poetry. I ain't seen no picture. There he is. You hungry, T? You want I send the kid for my Jeff Fresh? I'm almost wearing, oh, it's, it's the gray one. Last week I was wearing the blue one. You see his hand over the, he's, yeah. he, he's healing it. Oh, I thought there was some kind of like, you want to give a shout out to this guy? Yes. Todd McCartney? <laughs> You think I'm trying to sabotage the show so we ju- we manually jump the shark? Not like... I don't want Nookie to come and shoot the place up. You want to flag this? Okay. Come on. Okay. You want to play with? Okay. Uno. Say hello to my little friend! <laughs> This is a quick shout-out to Todd McCartney. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Todd runs Retro Retro WDW.com, and it's a, a company that takes your home movies, it's home movie restorations, and he'll do those for you. He just sent us an email, and I just told him, hey, let's do a shout-out. RetroWDW.com. You know this McCartney song? Yes. I look high, I look low, I look everywhere I go, in the heart of the country. Wait, wait. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the aura of John. That's on... No, wait, don't tell me. He's an inanimate object. No, 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 no. That's on the same album as... Uncle Albert. That's right. Which is? That's called. That's called. Ram. There you go. Yeah! (laughs) Five points. There there are a lot of sniffles going on. It's because it's so cold in here. Don't you pay your bills? Criminy. Yeah. What's next? Before I'm like, hey, we got to go. Go another letter? I got another camera. Give me a letter. You have the original. Give uh, Give me a letter. Hey, this is a letter from. Dominique. Dominique. Pronounced. Pronounced. Dominique. Ranger. Bellanger. Belanger. Belanger. Yes. Dominique says. Belanger. A couple of months ago, I searched for film photography on iTunes, podcasts on iTunes, and of course came up with yours. I've been addicted to it ever since. Hey, are you guys listening? <laughs> no. We're listening. How did it start, yes. podcast search? I kept my. I kept my Elan 7. It's 15 years old now. Then I switched to digital. Then earlier this year, I bought a Canon AE-1, and my mother sent me her Polaroid 430 
N600. I don't want to bore you with other film cameras I have, but I do have an Ishika Electro 35GS. It's the bomb. I went back, started listening to your podcast from the very beginning. It's been a lot of fun. I can't get enough of all your New Jersey accents. Is that can't true? Get enough of your That's mostly accent. you. You think it's me and John? You know what scene I love most? It was you, Fredo. Tong, you gonna go see your uncle first if you decide to go over there? Yeah. That shut the hell Except up. Except for that one show where I did the mock accent, and you like the Saturday Night Fever. The mock? It must have been a Queens accent. We just washed the hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time, and you, and you hit it. He hits my hair. Oh, the the, the, the Travolta. Yeah, the Travolta. Yeah. yeah. Watch the hair. You, he's hit, he hit my hair. <laughs> <laughs> we live down the... This is Dominique. Don't forget to set the ISO. Am I pronouncing your name right? Probably not. We lived down the shore when I was in high school and kid. And, and in high school and college. Where is Tom- she? I don't know. Is it he or she? Oh, I thought you said Dominique. D O M I N I Q U E. Yeah, Dominique. That's a woman. Dominique Belanger, if she's if she's actually French. We lived in the shore when I Dominique was in high school. Dominique Belanger, if you were from Vermont. She's from Tom's River. Like they used to say in Vermont. My family still lives in the tri-state area. I now live in Signal Mountain, Tennessee with my own family. Oh. One of my kids' classmates' dads wrote in around episode six. No way. Episode Before six. we lived here, episode six. That's like that's from the seventies. I pulled out my Bell and Howell Pocket Star and ordered some one ten film from you. The kids got a kick out of the camera and the film. I can't w- went, I can't wait to finish the roll. But what I love most those stickers. Yeah, the ones that come in the shipments. Uh, Dominique, thank you very much for writing in. I'm really happy you like the podcast. Did you say uh, she's going to renovate her uh, house and build the dark room? <laughs> Man, John's good. I was going to skip that whole part, Dominique. Uh, We're get- actually you put a little signal. Yeah, here. I did. That was like the. We're getting the ready to do some remodeling, and I'm totally making room in the laundry room for an enlarger and a small dark room. My husband won't mind. It's not like we ever used the laundry room. <laughs> uh, I don't know. See, the whole point is that, you know, this is the progression that people are taking now. Not only are people getting into shooting film now, but it's becoming more of a, a total hobby. She's going to put it in a larger. She's well, developing now. For, She's scanning. I used, I used to. I used to. Now you sell the chemicals. Well, now you're enabling. Because three years ago, I used to go to Target, and it was 95 cents to develop a yeah. roll of film. And, yeah. it was, and I could come back in an hour, and it was done. Now yeah. you have no choice but to either ship it across the country, which is excellent, or do it yourself. I think our scanning video is an excellent idea because people have the most questions about scanning. People have to uh, people. You have another hour. Yeah. People have to. Well, you know, they want to know how to scan. Not everyone could just jump on a scanner and scan. No, it's tricky. It's a there's a there's a bit of art to getting and yeah. people either right, especially if you got sprockets or weird. People things. love it or Rockets. love it or some people just do not want to deal with it. Yeah. I take a lot of satisfaction out of scanning my own pictures. If you have the time, it's great. Yeah. Thank you, Dominique. I appreciate it. Let's talk about a camera, Mark. What do you All got? All right. So what I got in my hands here. What's it called, Mark? This is called the Zeiss Icon Contaflex Super BC, specifically the Super BC. But the Zeiss Icon Contaflex. K or the C? Contaflex. With a C. And a, and a bunch of other letters. Okay. Wow. The Look Contaflex came out in 1953. 
Mm-hmm. This is, it looks like a rangefinder, but this is an, an SLR. Wow. It's a very compact SLR camera. Look at the size of it. Yeah. A dubious claim to fame. The first SLR with the between-the-lens leaf shutter. So the, the, uh, the shutter is actually in the lens itself. Huh. Okay. Very tricky to get, get it to work, but they did. They nailed it. It's a great camera. The nice thing about that is that it has flash sync at all, all shutter speeds. They, they came in about a dozen different flavors. The, the original Contaflex 1 came out in 53. That, that and the, the, the following Contaflex 2 had fixed lenses. There was the Contaflex 3, 4, Alpha, Beta, Rapid, Super, Prima, Super New, the Super, super B. New. Seriously? Well, they call it the Super 2. And I, oh. Or the Super, and then in brackets they put new version because they, they, they already had one that they called the Super mm. a couple of years earlier. So I don't know. They couldn't think of any more words. So the new version of the Super... The Super B, the Super BC, which is the one I've got in my hands, which is 1965. BC, why BC? Before camera? And then the Conoflex S came out. S. Um, Do you know the subtle differences between all these models or upgrades? Or Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it's pretty boring stuff. But mm. So the, the, the Conoflex 1 was the fixed lens. Conoflex 2, fixed lens with the uncoupled selenium meter. Nice. That was 1954. Oh. In 56... What do you mean Uncoupled. It means there's a there's a meter, but it doesn't change anything. So you just it, it'll let you meter, and then you have to manually. Yeah, you have to adjust. you have to take what you see on the meter and okay. apply it to your aperture and shutter speed. Oh, okay, that's the way they all were back then. With I the got gotcha. you. The old Cellini meters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Contaflex three and four came out uh, a couple years later. The three was the same as the Contaflex one with the better lens. Mm-hmm. The four was the same as the two with a better lens. The Alpha was actually a step down version. In 57, the beta was the same as the alpha, but they had the meter on it. Mm. Uh, the rapid Jeez. came out in 58. Seems um, like some of these are unnecessary. The super came out in 59. It's well, like, it's like keep, car models. Yeah, they got to have to keep out coming new. out with new models because they need to roll something out. Oh, really? The yeah. super came out in 59 with a coupled selenium yeah. meter. So it was the 50s. Big business. Everybody's smoking cigarettes saying, why are we coming out with this? Exactly. Here? Look at the size of the fins on this thing. <laughs> then there's the new super, the super B, the super B. And then, you know, the, uh, yeah, the Coniflex S is actually just a rebadged Super BC. So basically, this is the, the newest one that they had. S. It has the, uh, the Synchro Compour shutter, which will go from uh, one second up to a 500th plus bulb. So sort of standard 60s shutter speeds. Uh, it's got through-the-lens CDS metering. So this doesn't have the, the CDS. CDS okay. metering. So uh, it takes a battery. <laughs> it's not selenium. You know, the old selenium meters. What kind of... sort of passive. It takes no battery? I'm sorry. It does. Yeah, what, this does have the CDS meter. What hmm. kind of battery? Uh, it's 625. I jammed a 44 in there. It's fine. Okay. Very good. It, in the front, jammed here, a 44 It's very, there. very cannon. Oh, look at that. It's got the little door on the front like a cannon. And it slides in at an angle. So, got that. As I said, it's got a flash sync at all speeds, which is cool. So, you get a flash, bink, flash sync at a 500th of a second, which hmm. is cool. Thumb winder. So, like a modern thumb winder with a, with a frame counter. It has very weird for a camera of this age and size is the um, a replaceable film magazine for the back of it. Very interesting. Very interesting. Thirty-five millimeter. Thirty-five millimeter. So you you load your your film in, and as you start winding through it, you can pop the back off. It'll expose the frame that's currently in the you know frame. Mm. And then you can pop a new back on it. So you could walk around with a couple different backs oh, and, and change from color to black that's and awesome. white or higher or low speed, which that's is kind of cool. I only have the one 
well, the one regular back for it. So I have no idea what those go for. I'm mm. sure that was not a not a popular add-on, but uh, kind of a cool feature. They were available in black and chrome. The one I have is black, which is always the cooler looking one. Mm. The big thing about it is that it has replaceable lenses. So, huh? The lens that it that that. it came with. Mine's got the the two eight fifty, and then the lens that you have in the bubble here that you that you took out of the bubble. Yeah. I've also got the one hundred and fifteen millimeter f four lens Look at for that. It. So very cool that you can swap out swap out the lens. That's well, a wide angle. SLR. Which one? That one. This? Handed, yeah. No, one fifty. It's like telephoto. Really? It's like a portrait. Yeah, portraity oh, lens. It's so wide. That's the way they are, man. Okay, cool. You know, just putting in my two cents, man. It is as the as the aura made it. Um, there were a few different lenses. The fifty two eight, which is the one I've got on here. Here, I'll, I'll put the big lens on. Two eight, yeah. Put the big one on for the money shot here. Whoa. The uh, fifty millimeter two eight, which is which is what it came with, which is what I've got here. There was a thirty five millimeter f four. There was the one hundred fifteen millimeter f four, which you'll see pictures of probably online when, after he's done taking them. Uh, there was a kind of a weird 400-millimeter equivalent thing, a, a monocular thing. And then there was actually a stereo attachment that you could put on it to get stereoscopic pictures. Stereo. Feels good to shoot with. It's, this currently has a, a roll of the Ferrania P30 in it that I'm just finishing up. So that, that's my test roll with this one. So that'll be up, uh, up online in the next few days. So you have not shot with it yet? I've been shooting with it. I have not developed with it yet. This was a pickup. I've had it kicking around for a while, and where I just you, finally got around to, to Do you shoot. remember where you got it? I don't. It must have been a flea market, but I don't remember. It wasn't a walk-in. I don't remember where and I got it. And it came with all the accessories, the other lenses. I, I just have, yeah, I just have the one extra lens. And that lens in your hand, is that a wide angle? It's 115 millimeter. Oh, 115. Yeah. Original retail in the late 50s was about $110, which is the equivalent of... About a thousand dollars today. That's a nice price which is tag. Not Jeez. bad, considering what it does. I, I looked up just for comparison. This camera was one hundred and nine dollars. At the same time, a Leica three G was three hundred and forty two dollars. Wow! So triple the price, and a Nikon S two was three hundred and thirty three. So triple the price, and those are both rangefinders, not even SLRs. So this was a serious to have the TTL metering, which neither the the Leica or the Nikon would have had. Um, to have a few lenses, which is nice for it. To have the you know the the flash sync and you know it's it's a good camera. It, it feels very solid. It feels good. It takes. This is one of those cameras that every time I pick it up, I have to sort of remind myself how it works because all the the shutter speeds, apertures, and focusing are all on rings on the front, See? and I have to remember I have to remember which one to turn to make it mm. focus or to, or to change the shutter speeds or to change the it's aperture. A little clumsy. It just. If you if I used it more, I would get more comfortable with it. But mm-hmm. I, I keep forgetting you don't set anything on the top. Everything is set from the lens ring, so it just takes a minute or so to get used to it. But uh, yeah, cool camera, feels solid, looks cool, and hopefully get some good results out of it in the next couple of days. So there you go. This one currently is selling. The Super BC sells for fifty to a hundred on eBay in Chrome. I didn't see any black ones that sold, oh. so there, there may be a bit of a premium for black. Oh, um, the lenses go for fifty to a hundred dollars. Mm. So there you go. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, sure. We'll be right back. Posing for Olympus, professional model Cheryl Teagues. Five amateur photographers behind the Olympus OM-10 for the first time. OM-10, the 35mm automatic that leaves nothing to chance, leaves you free to focus and shoot. And look, the actual pictures these five amateurs took, all 100 of them, taken with the Olympus OM-10. They're incredible. 
Well, you can't take a bad picture, Cheryl. <laughs> hey, we're back. This is from Tyrone Powell. What? <laughs> the movie he, actor? He said that was Tyrone Powers. Ty- Tyrone oh. Powell's. Okay. You're thinking of. Uh. Just a hello intro and thank you message. I recently found your podcast and started listening. And <coughs> <coughs> coughing. <laughs> and started listening from episode one, <laughs> circa 2009. Things may have changed, but the vibe I get so far says you appreciate a good listener story. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay. About a month ago, I was watching a TV show and a man pulled a, fold, a folded photograph of his wife out of his wallet. Mm. What? Remember those days? I absolutely loved the idea of it. No one does that anymore. Well, everyone just shows you their phone. Of course. Later in the episode, there was. Later a, in the episode. Thank you, John. Meanwhile, there was a flashback scene with a man sitting over, sitting over top of his wife in bed. And he pulls out some sort of vintage camera and snaps the picture. Picture. Almost in sync with the sound of the shutter opening and closing, I felt that initial spark transform into a much larger passion. So it triggered. So did he. (laughs) (laughs) So it triggered something in him. He's like, I got to shoot some film. I immediately began my Googling for some knowledge, pricing, and everything else that comes with that initial fatuation. After a bit, I researched. I flew over to... Kijiji. Kijiji. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Do you yeah. know what that is? Yeah, it's like Craigslist. It's it's like a it's oh, like it's a, a place. No, it's, it's a, a website. It's a website. It's a website. Yeah, where you can buy and sell you stuff. Buy stuff. And the Facebook Marketplace found a Canon AE1 with 50 millimeter lens for sixty dollars Canadian dollar. A quick search on the model and its history, and I knew I had to look no further. Three weeks have gone by since then, and I've finished that role and waiting for processing. The anticipation is ridiculous. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. I know. I'm halfway through a basic color roll right now. Can't remember the name, but I'm already feeling more comfortable with my camera. After I learn the basics, I will get into developing and enlarging and scanning and purchasing higher quality film. See? But Another I'm, guy. But I'm but so excited for the journey. Did he say what the camera is? I missed the camera. Canon AE1. Oh, yeah. I don't have any friends that are into film photography, so your podcast has been a great way to listen in, learn as I go about my day. Six episodes in at this point. It is funny to hear you talk about the 209 Flickr group members. Oh, it is funny. He's listening so far back, we only had 209 Flickr members. In the, in the member, in the group, right? You had, uh, you had when comparing to the 10.5K now, I'm so glad to see you're still doing them and how much you have grown as the amount of content is invigorating and your personalities are great. Thank you. Thank you. He's still listening to the early episodes, I guess. When yeah, he's still your personalities were great. That's like muzzle. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> old and, and curmudgeon like now. Um. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Here comes Uncle Robert. So there's another guy. See? Oh, he's going start to finish. Did Should we do film? the Ian Fleming 126 letter? Yeah, His yeah, 1970s yeah. party? Uh, no, we didn't. That's Ian Fleming. Again? Yeah. Oh, that's, we already read one of his. Oh, I'll save his. That was this was from twenty seventeen November. When was that one? Oh, here you do this one. This is the one with the picture. Picture? Yeah. Uh, father and son film bonding. This says, "Hey guys, it's from Dominic Chichulio." Oh, let Mark. No, read no, 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 no. I'll read what? the next one. Okay. I'm saying that wrong. Chio, Chio. There's no pronunciation, so Dominic, what is I it? apologize. 
Chio Chiolo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Chio Chiolo. Chio Chiolo. No, it's pronounced Chio Chiolo. There you go. You got it. Thank you, Mark, for verifying my stupidity. <laughs> Sorry about my that. My Portuguese is spot on. Sorry about that so much, Dominic. So it says, love the show. What show? Um, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now and always look forward to the next episode. I have quite the collection of film cameras now, mostly medium format, including a few debonairs I purchased from the film photography store. A few? Yeah. Uh, That's good. (laughs) My 10-year-old son, Zach, wanted to make a pinhole camera for a science fair project. And being that I recently saw an article on the FPP website about converting a debonair to a pinhole, I thought we would give it a shot. I used Ross's design. Who's Ross? Oh, uh, Ross's listener who made a deb... Debonair pin. Oh, okay. So he used Ross's design but made a few modifications. It turned out well. And although Zach didn't win, we both had a great time with the project and got to share photography and film development together. That almost brings a tear to my eye. Really? How great is it to like share something like that with a 10-year-old kid? You know what I share with my 10-year-old kid? What? Pizza. His dirty, yeah, pizza and his dirty underwear. I shake it at him. I'm like, why is this on the floor? Why, why is this on the floor? <laughs> it's your thing. He loves it. Uh, no, but it's amazing. Here's a picture of my son and his project. Thanks for the great shows filled with entertainment and information. Sorry I can't send any tasty treats through this email. Well, you could try, Dominic. Uh, he's in <laughs> Manorville, New York. Okay. Thanks, Dominic. And that's beautiful. It really is touching. Beautiful story. Um, you have more cameras? Or not really? Uh, I, uh, I got one more. I could save it or we could talk about it. I don't okay. know. Yeah, we're getting up there. Yeah, we'll save it for the next show. Very briefly, I'll talk about it another show, but I was going to talk about my the differences between my Canon AE-1 program and my Canon T60. Hmm. And it's very, the unusual thing about the Canon T60, it's a 35mm SLR camera with the Canon brand on it, but this is made by Cosina. Why? Mm. Canon you had the key. F- I mean, most of Canon's T line T cameras were innovative. 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 You had T fifty for its time. It was innovative. Yes, that is. The T seventy. That thing is like an eighties. Dane has one. I have one. It has. It's your classic eighties square. It had. It was totally. the, one like of the it. first cameras to have all the everything's programmable by buttons. Mm. That was T seventy. Then. There's a, T, there's a kooky T80. It was one of the first autofocus cameras, but the autofocusing happened in the lens. Like, so the lens was huge. Mm. And then, of course, the uh, famous T90. T90 is beautiful. It feels good in your hands. So here's this little guy. It's, all, it's kind of plasticky. It's a, I am talking about it. Look what Look it at just you. happened. It just happened. Look at you. You're talking. It went off. They... They took a shoehorn and jimmied this in to the series. This is the T60. It's known as the Canon Student Camera. It's made by Cosina for Canon. And from what I've read on the web is that it was just made to service a basic camera market outside of the United States. What year? What, students? Students. What year was that? I'm going to say late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And the big difference between... I'll tell you why I love this camera. First of all, it's super, super light. It takes a great picture. It takes your Canon... Talking to you, Mike. Oh. <laughs> it takes your Canon FD lens, which is your, your manual 35-millimeter lens for the Canon line mm-hmm. um, of, F, of, of um, 
you know, the Canon AE-1, the T cameras, those lenses are famous for their uh, f-stops and the A, which you can put into auto. Aperture priority. No. Uh, A is auto? A is just for auto in Canon. But you mentioned aperture priority, which means f-stop priority. I call it f-stop priority because aperture is too big of a word. Um, (laughs) uh, Canons are famous for having shutter priority cameras. The Canon AE-1 program, a shutter priority camera. And if you think about it, back in the day, if you go to YouTube, you'll find all those old commercials, and they're Mm. always sports-related. They always showed like um, soccer. No, they showed uh, oh uh, Bruce Jenner, Bruce, Bruce's Jenner, Bruce Jenner. They showed him with the cannon. Uh, really, it was a tennis one. And Billie Jean King. I don't know about that. No, but the cameras were always famous for their Chrissy Everett. <laughs> always famous for their uh, shutter priority because it would favor action. So the camera would automatically favor the highest possible shutter speed. T60. Yeah, it looks tiny in your hands. It is. Is I, mean, aperture, I know you got big mitts, but it looks It is tiny. aperture priority. Wait, don't move. Which is fantastic because both Mark Dalzell and I love aperture priority. Because we could set the f-stop and... Um, set it and forget it. Yeah, set it, set the uh, depth of field we want. And yeah. both and Mark and I do not have to whip out our depth of field chart like Roz did. Mm. <laughs> A circle of confusion, right? Isn't that what it is? Rob Moss used to pull out that that. I guess you when you're back in well, the day. Well, you need to know because if the shot's the over, camera. you're like, do we need to have another one? I don't know. Let's see what our depth of field. The was. Circle of confusion. Well, if you're uh, shooting film, I don't know. Moving pictures, I could see. So, that. if you put a, one of the lighter Canon FD lenses on here, mm. it's a great camera just to have with you all the time because it, it's small, it's compact, it works Packed. beautifully. Yeah, um, you have uh, your shutter choices. Of course, you you could set this to full program. It's called on this camera. It's called A. You set your lens to A, and you set your uh, shutter to A. I don't care for the full program mode in this camera, the T60. I always set it to. Um, I set the uh, shutter to A, and then I change my uh, f-stops, and then it automatically chooses a shutter. It goes up to one one-thousandth of a second, all the way down to, you know, eighth of a second, fourth, second of a second, one, one of a second. A one second of a second? One second of one a second. One second of a second. And, of course, <laughs> and of course B bulb. Some of the uh, um, ISO choices are a little disappointing. I mean, this is an entry-level camera. The smallest ISO is 25, mm. and the biggest is <laughs> 800. 1,600. Uh, mm. Not horrible, but it should have 3,200. Does it have exposure over and under? Can you... It does not have. Doesn't even have that. No, yeah. It does have a hot shoe on top. Before you go on, can I ask a question? Yes. How often do you use over under? Well, just if if you were using that camera, yeah. and you wanted to shoot thirty two hundred, you, yeah. you would use it. But yeah, okay. I otherwise, never use it. Otherwise, you? I never ever never. use it. And here on the front of all places, you see that there, that John there. Yeah. What is that? That is. It's a light. It is a light. Watch if I press it. Look at that. That's yeah. a timer? It's a timer. It's Minolta. That's yeah. Minolta does that. But it has a, a light. It's a very unusual Canon camera. Does it go faster? Oh, yeah. yeah there it's it an X700 thing. Yeah. This is not a super favorite model, but I highly recommend for a basic... I get so much use out of this camera. How much you pay for that camera, Mike? I don't recall. 
15, 20 dollars? No, 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 no. Keep talking. Keep the show going. We'll Don't end the show though. I I want to I wanted to keep keep going on after it says nine minutes remaining, but um, I want to keep the show going. I'm Six, sure. Seventeen. Sixty bucks. I'm sure I ten dollars. Thirty bucks. I'm sure. I, would you let me? <laughs> I'm sure I paid fifty. Forty-five bucks. sold. Oh. I'm sure I paid fifty bucks for this camera. Really? Yeah. But the great thing is, I own the arsenal of all the FD lenses. So you got the whole shebang. I've been collecting FD lenses since I'm sixteen. Oh my god! So it's over been collecting FD since FDR. That's right. I have a million <laughs> lenses. No joke. So for me, and I, there are so many better Canon models. So many better. So many. So many. Nearly better. all of them. But this is the gr- this. Go to my house. I have two of these. Go to my house. There's my T60. Go to my office. There's my T60. Right now, in front of me, there's my T60. Oh my T60! It's like 60. a horror movie. Wherever you go, Uh-oh. there it is. My T60. I would say this is cool. one of my favorite cameras. Huh. The other cameras that I love, and I, I'll be very brief because I, we don't have time. I mean, it's only because of. Uh, oh boy! Hey, be careful of the uh, lady! Oh! How did that end up on top of the strap? Here's a coveted record. Oh, I'm looking oh it's getting worse. Just forget it. I have my Canon AE1 program, and the, the reason I love this camera is because of imprinting. You know, when you're a child, things get imprinted on you. Yes. I wasn't so much of a child; I was more of a teen. This was the first camera that I was given as a gift: the Canon AE1 program. So. It is, this is the camera my dad gave to me. That exact one? Yes. Wow. And it is near and dear to my heart. And the interesting thing about growing up, because, you know, back when, <laughs> back when we grow up, even you, Mark, there was no digital photography. Like, if you shot photography, you shot film. There was no choice. Mm. I got this camera. That's it. That was, this was my camera through college, past college. You don't, didn't yeah. even think of getting another camera or getting... An AE1, that's a black. Well, they weren't so readily available. It was expensive to get a new camera. Well, I think You had to, like, save up for a new camera. I think the internet changed everything. Definitely. You know, freedom of choice, being able to go on eBay and see the variety. Well, it opened up the the marketplace. Right. I mean, I never knew there was a black Canon AE1. What was was the magazine we have to to buy? Popular Photography. No, no. If you wanted to... Shut up. To buy and sell... (laughs) No, to buy and sell stuff. Oh, uh, what was it called? Oh, it's like my a little, little magazine. I forget what it is. I Everyone saw my drum set in there. Everyone bought it. Oh my god! Like a penny saver thing. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Oh my god! What was that thing called? You buy a called. car in there. You could buy everything. It had everything section. Auto parts. It had you know you could buy. I don't know if you could buy records, but you could buy furniture, buy and sell. If you're on the East Coast and you grew up in the 1980s, what is that book? It's in my brain. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Remember. Like actually getting a classified ad, and you had little boxes you'd write the letters in to yes. a classified yeah, that, ad, and you yeah. paid eight dollars. Yeah, man. that was it. Yeah, uh, it was a funny name. It's, in my, it's like it, it's not like Farmer's Almanac, but it's, I know that's not. It right, had a but funny it's name like that. It's and it was weird. Like it that. might have been printed on a different color. I think of it as a blue book or a book that was. Uh, it was narrow too. But I if saw you look, my you first know, drum set on that thing, and I'll tell you what, the guy came to my house, and this is back in the day with no phones or anything. Guy came to my house. His kid looked at it, loved it. Put it in the car, and I was so excited that the guy drove away, and I'm like, holy shit, I forgot to get the money from the guy. My mother, I had to get my mother in her car. Mom, come on. The guy just drove away, and we caught up with them. 
And I'm like, you didn't ever give me the money. And the guy's like, oh, geez, I'm real sorry about that. Hey. Like, he wasn't going to turn around and come back and pay me. Oh, the no. stories, he was going to totally F me. I get told on the Phil Dockery podcast. <laughs> uh, let me see. One ad. One ad press. One ad press. I think that's it. So that is the, the Canon T60. Does anyone have any questions about the T60? It is not a loved camera. There are, there are very few people on the planet... You, Except for you, you love the T's. He's I don't, got the Island of Misfit cameras. He cameras, loves T's. Think. All the cameras uh, the that T70, are like seventy. Uh, I don't shoot with the T seventy anymore, but the T fifty. I've had probably five T fifties. Never had one that worked yet. Oh, for real? I've had five bad ones in a row. I've had a million T fifties. Not really. I've had a bunch of T-50s. They've all worked. Isn't yeah. that odd? I don't know. Well, I'm picking them up at flea markets, I guess, in the dirt. So. Now, have you ever shot with a T-90? You've shown it to me, Boot. You wouldn't let me touch it. It feels so good in your hands. Yeah. It's solid. It's a beautiful, beautiful camera. Here. Oh, I may want to add that. Pa- pass, um, pass that down to Mike. Try the, that one. John, the T-60 is oh. uh, manual rewind, rewind. Whereas the other T's, the T-50... The T seventy, I'm guessing the T eighty and the T ninety are they do the, the, they are this. What do you call that? Auto wind. Auto wind, yeah. And if you hold that down, that's that's on continuous. Oh. Doesn't that feel nice? Oh, I'm looking right now through the contacts one sixty seven MT. What is remarkable? The first time I'm holding it. What's remarkable about it, even though this is a topic we already discussed, it's one of these cameras where you look through the eyepiece. It is crystal clear yeah. and bright. Yeah, very very big viewfinder. Very big, nice viewfinder. Let me compare that to my T60. Oh, no comparison. Sad trombone. Yeah. I mean, it's not <laughs> horrible, but so when you look through a camera and it has a big, bright, easy-to-focus eyepiece, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, going back to talking about my favorite 35-millimeter oh SLR, that's why I like the F3. This specifically... The F3 HP, the high point, was basically designed for people wearing glasses. It has a gigantic bright viewfinder. John, if you look through that F3, you'll love it. You're going to like the way well, you, you look. Did you look, did you look oh, up no, the one ad press? Have. I've been shooting it. It's beautiful. I know, right? Yeah, the, the viewfinder on that is amazing. John, yeah. did you look up I'm one? I'm looking. He's still looking at that girl in the, in the balls ad. Like- <laughs> My feet are cold. <laughs> Well, folks, we're all uh, skimming our phones right now. That means it's time to go. I'm sorry to say, and I'm sorry to go. And I can promise you, the gang will be here. Matt, the gang, Leslie, Mark, O, uh, and I think, yeah. I think you guys might be here too. Yeah, I should. No, I don't know. How I'm going to come. When is it? Here. Next week? Well, no, One, next two, week. Three. Oh, you can't do Thursday. No, not next week. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. See with two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. We're going to come back. Podcast at film. Here's, the, here's all the hits. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Our, our form is on Flickr. Filmphotographyproject.com. Right on the homepage, it says uh, sign up for newsletter right on the right hand side. Please sign up for the newsletter so you get our email newsletter. And of course, click the store button. We have amazing. Prices on film because the store is for you. Buy it. The store is there only because of podcast listeners. That's right. Do it. The webmaster, who happens to be Dane, I already had a conversation with him of how I can only so how I can close the store 
So only podcast listeners can get in. Are you serious? Yeah, he thought I was crazy. You are crazy. He's like, Mike, you don't want to. He's like, you don't want to do that. Why would you? There's a there's a password hidden in the middle of every episode. Right. That unlocks the site for because people who don't. It's like people on Facebook. It's like people on Facebook. The name of the group is. By the way, we're we're on Facebook. It's called Film Photography Podcast. Yes. Okay. so. So, if you don't listen to the podcast, why? Would you join the group and make snarky remarks? I'm asking you guys. Because you got nothing better to do. Like, why would you be in a group called Film Photography Podcast, but not listen to the podcast? No, they just they just want film photography. Okay. They like it, but could they don't called, listen to three dopes. Could be film it. photography pancakes, and they would listen. I to was it. thinking once Mark Zuckerberg. I'd, I'd watch. Who I was to go for pancakes. I was yeah. thinking once Mark Zuckerberg's finished with his problems because he's got a lot. Of, he's, he's stacked right now. But yeah. after that, maybe I was going to ask him yeah. if he could put a filter on our group so it detects only like it goes into your PC secret and sees if you downloaded podcast episodes. If the face, <laughs> if the Facebook software detects you have podcast episodes. On your computer, it allows you to go in a group. That sounds like something could be done, right? right. Facebook probably already has that data as to whether or not you've downloaded any episodes. So you make it all chummy with Mark Zuckerberg, and you're in. Uh, Folks, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. I'd like to know what you guys thought of these last two episodes, the April podcasts. Filler. I think <laughs> if you didn't like them, they're fired. All filler. No I killer. think they're a little stranger than usual because we're frozen. Like it's it's. It's not, up? it's not as bad as the ones we did a couple months ago, though. Where yeah, how do you just in here on a daily basis? He's got heat in his office. Someone texted me. Let me see if it's a. Uh, Someone's listening to the show. No, it's, show. it's Justin. He says need two rolls of Ektor. Six twenty. Justin, from across the complex, has texted you. That's right. Justin, by the way, is our unsung hero. Yes, he, he is. is customer service and uh, in shipping receiving of FPP Online Store. When you get a package, uh, 99% of the time it's from Justin. Like that big lipstick kiss that's on the outside of the box that you get. That's Justin. Justin did that. Right. Yeah. All right. So it was, you the show probably ended faded like five, five minutes, minutes ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. Why are you people still here? I don't know. <laughs> Folks, we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks. You sound like a parrot. <laughs> let's see if let's see if the software crashes when I uh, try to save it. Is the Zoom been running? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. You mind if I play your guitar? You know how? Yeah, I can play a little bit. Sure. Go right ahead. Cool, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's a beautiful guitar. Yeah, I got it at Sears. That's beautiful. I got a slide here. I want to play. saw him he was on the killing floor last time that I saw him he was
was on the killing floor It's a late train to mercy But I hope it never comes It's a late train to mercy But I hope it never comes Moves just like the winter Cannot stop it in a course Just like the winter Cannot stop it in a course I heard the brakeman holler He cannot slow it down It's a late train to mercy, but I hope it never comes. It's a late train to mercy, I hope it never comes. Makes you beg. Steal or borrow, but I hope it never comes. It's a late train to mercy, but I hope it never comes.
once more I have the loneliness you left me Each day drags by until finally night time descends on me I go to sleep, sleep And imagine that you're there with me I go to sleep Afternoon, Shelley, yes. Well, we should be on our way. Harry, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Don't plan it. Don't wait for it. Just let it happen. Could be a new shirt at the men's store, a catnap in your office chair, or two cups of good, hot, black coffee. Like Christmas. Oh, man, that hits the spot. <laughs> Nothing like a great cup of black coffee. 